Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Thomas sent me a note about a story involving a bank down south. And this is a scary concept, but this is happening more and more often. And it's not just that it happened in the sense that someone took this guy's money, but it's how hard it was to get the bank to take care of it because it looks like the bank kind of screwed up here. And, of course, they didn't get involved heavily until TV stations came around and started asking questions. And so, generally speaking, we've seen that before, where the TV stations, the newspapers start asking questions, and then the business steps up and does what's right. But uh, WSB TV and Justin Gray, who does great work, uh, have a headline here, if you lose money due to fraud, your bank may just tell you tough. And that's what they discovered in their investigation because uh, one of their viewers had their money stolen from the bank account in a clear case of fraud. And they expected the bank would step in and make it right, and they didn't for quite some time. Now, Channel 2 consumer investigator Justin Gray has discovered that this actually happens more often than you'd like to think. But for the woman in the story, it's become a bit of an obsession. She's become her own private eye, forced to investigate the theft herself from a bank account that she and her husband have with a local bank. They went to arbitration with the bank, and they lost. The arbitrator ruled in favor of the bank. And she said, at that point, I think my husband was done. He was ready to wash his hands, but I couldn't let it go because it was so unfair. Now, the couple told the reporter that someone walked into a Chase Bank branch with a fake ID and a social security number that did not match theirs but still managed to send a wire transfer draining their account of $30,000 and did that even though they had the fake ID and uh, the wrong social security number. So the reporter asked, wait, you had someone go into a bank pretending to be you, steal all your money, and the bank says tough? And the husband said, yep, that's pretty much it. (laughs) couple have been battling to get their money back from Chase for more than a year. They lost the arbitration, as noted. And the husband said this is incredibly infuriating and absurd, you know, on its face. So along with this family, there's another family that was dealing with Wells Fargo. And they had a problem. And there, the man says, and when the banks deal with millions upon millions upon millions of dollars every day, $20,000 doesn't seem like a lot, but it's devastating to your normal people. So for him, it started with a fraud alert. He said, I was driving and I got a text from what looked to be Wells Fargo. And in that text, it mentioned a Walmart charge. And he goes, I'd just been to Walmart. So instead of Wells Fargo warning them about fraud, it was actually a scammer on the line who, during a series of calls, managed to clear out both this man's checking and savings account and even pulled cash advances from the credit cards, totaling $63,000. And now he's upset because the bank never notified him that all this was going on. So they managed to get the money back from the credit cards and one of the wire transfers, but he was still out $20,000. He said, it's been devastating. Where do you, you know, where do you just come up with an extra $20,000? So both of these families thought their banks would help. And in case you're curious about the FDIC, the FDIC is not there to insure your account against fraud. It's, in essence, insuring your account against a bank failure. So the FDIC does not cover this. 
Federal regulations do require banks to protect customers from wire fraud loss, and the consumer's liability is not to exceed $50. But the first couple's fight with Chase proves how difficult it can be. Uh, The wife says they weren't helpful at all. So in that case, the TV station reached out to a uh, U.S. senator who chairs the Senate Banking Committee. And um, that senator says, we've sent a letter to the banks. We've reached out to them. We've pushed them. We're hopeful that they're going to come to the table and fix this. He also sent a letter to the American Banking Association demanding a briefing on what's being done to protect consumers against fast-rising bank fraud. Now, the senator's office tells a TV station that the uh, Banking Association briefed Senate staff on a plan to shorten the response time on fraud claims. Uh, Senator says implicit in that relationship is that they will make you whole when you are wronged by some outside force. Now, for the second couple, good news finally came several weeks after the interview happened for the TV station. Uh, Wells Fargo finally restored the rest of the money to the account uh, after the TV station again asked some questions. And uh, she says it's the difference of, you know, being able to have our bills paid on time, being able to have our savings account back. Meanwhile, the first couple is still fighting their case, but they arbitrated and they lost. So now they're appealing their arbitration. And I can tell you that in many settings, appealing an arbitration is almost impossible because the thinking is that arbitration is supposed to be faster and final. And so unless you can show some kind of fraud on the part of the arbitrators, some kind of corruption or something... It's extremely difficult. It can be done, but it's difficult. And so most likely to get a good result here is simply going to take publicity to shame the bank and get somebody to go, you know, maybe we should do this before Chase Bank, which is the bank in question here, gets too much of a bad name from allowing this to happen and then not taking care of it later. So Chase sent Channel 2 Action News a statement that said they were in contact with the customers And we're working with them to resolve the situation. They said, we never want to see anyone become a victim of a scam and are actively working to raise awareness of common scams to help prevent these heartbreaking incidents. It's important for everyone to be vigilant and aware of common scams to avoid falling victim. Be wary of unexpected calls, texts, social media posts, or emails from scammers impersonating banks, tech support companies, and government agencies. Don't be afraid to end communication with the person who contacted you and take time to research. And so one of the things I've talked about before is how they can spoof phone calls. And it'll say, this is Chase Bank calling you. Chase Bank, customer service. You answer it. Somebody on the phone says, I'm calling you from Chase Bank. They're not. They're not. So what you do at that point is you hang up and then you go to your computer, look up the real number for Chase Bank and call them. And go, I just got a phone call purportedly from you guys. Do you know if that's true? They're going to say, no, no, that wasn't us. That was somebody else. It's probably a scam. So you might wonder, is it possible that you could have the money taken out of your account and that the bank would win that case in a arbitration if it wasn't you who had taken the money out of the account? And there are several ways it can happen. And one of them would be if you willingly gave all of your information to somebody, and then they went and stole all your money. In that situation, the bank can say, it's up to you to protect your information, your passwords, your pins, all this stuff. That's up to you. 
And so if you gave all the information up and somebody walked in and did that, it could be on you. And so this story is not completely clear as to whether or not that's what happened in either of these cases. Because somebody said they got a text and they responded to it. And so the question is, when they responded, did they respond by saying, oh, here's our information? Because that's what these scammers will do. They'll send you a note saying, there's a problem with your account. We need to fix a problem with your account. So you need to click here and go into your account and fix something. And what they do is they have you click to a fake account, and it asks you for your username and password. You fill that in, nothing happens, or it says, okay, we're good now, you're good to go. Now somebody's got your username and your password. And you did give that up willingly. But it's understandable why you did it. You didn't do it on purpose in the sense that you weren't trying to give it to a scammer. But if you did that, you did give the information to a scammer. So the bank says, well, look, somebody walked in and had all this information that appears that you gave it to them. And you want us to be in the hook for that? So I'm sure that's probably what happened at the arbitration is the bank said, here's all the information this person had. They had to have gotten that from the customer. And then the question then is, well, wait a second, though. It says here they had the wrong social security number. So somebody walks into the bank and says, hi, I'm this person. Here's my ID. Here's my social security number. And one of the two is wrong. That should be a red flag. You'd think. You'd think. So one of these two couples got their money back. The other one's still waiting. But there's apparently hope there, even though they lost the arbitration. I'd also be curious to know if they used an attorney at the arbitration. Because I've known people who said, well, arbitration is supposed to be streamlined and faster, and so I'm not going to bring an attorney. And the other side often sends an attorney. So it may have been the case that it would have been better off had they brought an attorney, but I don't know if they did or not. So that's just me thinking out loud here. So if you lose money due to fraud, your bank may just tell you tough. That's an investigation from WSB-TV and Justin Gray. Uh, Thomas sent that to me. But again, be very, very careful with that information. And when the bank calls you, don't talk to them. Hang up and call back the bank and see what's going on. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. I believe it's better to know nothing than to know what ain't so.